Welcome to Money Confidence with Mariah. I'm Mariah, your money coach, and every Tuesday, I'll be coaching you on how to create a confident relationship with your money so that you can hit your financial freedom goals. We'll dive into the mindset and strategy around savings, paying off debt, making confident money decisions, and overall feeling better with your finances. Let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, one of my clients, Natalie. Hi, Natalie. How you doing? Good. So glad to have you here today. And we're going to just spend today and just talk about Natalie and honestly, all of the amazing things that she's achieved over the last six months to a year. And just she's she's a treat. So I'm super excited to have you here today. Let's kick it off because we were kind of chatting before we even started recording and she brought something up. So I want to kind of open it up with, can you tell us a little bit about why you decided now was the time to invest in your relationship with money, but also in yourself? Absolutely. So I would consider myself definitely a seasoned professional on the up and up. Everything I would say is pretty much status quo, hitting all my check boxes. But I always felt, I don't want to use the word not enough, but I felt like something was missing. And it just so happened because we love word of mouth, referral recommendation, was out with a friend and she started chatting and you could just tell there was a different aura about her more confident just in the way she was discussing different areas of her life, specifically me, financial. And so one word led to another. Next thing I know, she name dropped you and I was like, let me give her a call. But how it essentially started was just kind of scrolling your Instagram, seeing what you're about to see if we even had like the connection that I would want to go forward with you. And then everything you said had resonated with me. So um, seeing more of my money, I think that People, when they think of like, what is growth for them, they think of different aspects. But for me, it was like a certain amount of money that was in my savings. Whereas there are different things that we want in our life that basically you had helped me save for those little things and indirectly even catapulted that number that was just a number in my mind um, through the roof. So I think just the fact of even though we're good, we can always be better. And again, changing my mindset once I met once I met my friend and she started chatting. So I think that was the initial kind of push. Yeah. Yep. So okay, and so let's talk about that because I know recently I had posted something on Instagram about just the mindset of investing, and you mentioned it at the beginning of the call. So how would you say has your mindset around investing in yourself has that changed? Do you think since working together? Um, yes. So I have, um, while we have worked together, you have completely removed my emotion with spending money. So, you know, it's not about a specific number, but it's about how we save for these things and we could still live our lives while paying off credit card debt, um, investing in money in stocks and bonds, investing money just in life if I want to buy a house or a condo. So all of that has changed. And like I had said to you prior to us starting recording, it has bled into other areas of my life. So my personal life has been better. And just I've been thinking about things differently. We use the word intentional. So it's not just kind of grasping at the air, but like setting our setting our sights on what we want and just going there, not veering off to the left or to the right or getting the shiny things. But like, what do we want? And not stopping until we get it. So, yeah. yeah. 
And I want to bring up too, because you said not the shiny things, but I also want to say like, sometimes we, we want to set our sight on shiny things like um, jewelry. Cause we talked about, we jewelry. Love we've talked about, <laughs> so like, I think is what you're saying, like, not like random shiny things, but like the things that we actually really value. Maybe that is a diamond necklace, but like, tell me Correct. more about that. Correct. So <laughs> as you know, I have this insatiable appetite for jewelry high end. Um, and I would constantly go in and I'm like, well, this is not something that I should be spending money on. Let's say, go back to that question. Like who put that, who put that thought in my mind or in our minds that we shouldn't be spending money on that. So just, you know, via your coaching and via you changing my mindset to a different direction, I went in and I bought the ring. I went back for my birthday and I bought the necklace and you know what it was, it was a transaction the necklace makes me feel happy. The ring makes me feel happy. And that was it. The money was in the bank. And that's all it was. It wasn't like an impulse buy. It wasn't, should I do this? Should I not do this? Like on to the next thing now. So that's where I mean, like, keep it, definitely go for the shiny things. We love the shiny <laughs> things, but be, be more intentional. Yes. I love that. That's so good. Okay. So I want to bring up that you mentioned that when we first started working together, you had money in your savings account. You're, you're actually, you're a great saver. So you had money in your savings yeah. account and you had like this idea of a certain amount of money that you wanted to have, but there wasn't necessarily like that, maybe that intentionality behind how much was there. So like, do you have any thoughts around that or how has that changed? Yes. So again, I had a number and you directly asked me on one of our first coaching, like, what does that number represent? And I didn't even have the backup to say, well, Mariah, this is what this number represents. So with the coaching and with the, you know, the word intentional, because that's like my new, my new word, it's okay. I want to save for a house. Here's going to be the money for the down payment. I want the safety net where if I leave a job or I lose a job or I want to take a sabbatical, here's the money to help me with that. Oh, I want to go on two to three vacations. Here's, you know, so we bucketed it versus just having this one large lump sum with no ownership to it. Because at the end of the day, I, I want to hug my money via investing and memories and personal items and house, not just, oh, I have this grand money, you know, grand amount in the bank along with stocks and bonds. So I think the intentional purpose of saving for those specific things um, to me was a better, a better strategy. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know if this will relate with you, but what comes up for me when you say that, that I see a lot and I've even done this before is like, we almost subconsciously or like in the back of our mind, we're like, I need to save, I need to save, I need to save. But then no matter how much we save, it still sometimes will feel like it's like not enough or we're still not, we still need to save more. And I don't know, did that come up for you at all before we kind of were intentional about the savings? It definitely was before. I think it's even, you know, we always think more for ourselves. So, I mean, I even equate it to like a salary in your profession and like, oh, this is a great amount. Then we get that amount. And we're like, this is not enough. And then we want the, which is all good. We always want to get promoted and grow, but you, I personally, and this is only speaking for me, I don't always want to be chasing the proverbial carrot. Like I want to be happy and fulfilled with where I am while I am still growing. So I think that goes back to Mariah's theme on life is you can save and still have a life. It's not just staying inside a house and eating ramen just to get to where you want to be. Do you have to pull back a little bit? Absolutely. Cause we're all adults, but it's not, not living while you're trying to get to your goal. 
That's so good. And I think that that brings up something else for me. And tell me if we can talk about this. If not, we'll we'll go to the next topic. But having the savings to potentially take a little bit of a break from working maybe somewhere until you find the next place that you want to kind of venture into. And tell me, like, how has your mindset and confidence changed around that? Yeah, so a lot of life changes have gone on this year. And with that, I'm going to be taking off a little bit of time to go into my next role. Previous Natalie would have been absolutely like freaked out. Don't, you know, nails can't get done, hair can't get done. This has all been, since I kind of knew this was semi coming up, I could at least strategize. And I didn't even really have to strategize, Mariah, because everything that we, the foundation that you set when we train kind of builds off of everything. So this was just another life thing that I had to go, that I am going through where I'm just like, wow, like everything's calm. It doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be rocky. So am I still going to do all the things? Absolutely. But just stay a little more intentional with certain actions that I make. Yeah. Yeah. And just to be really clear for everyone listening, Natalie is about to take a couple weeks off of working just in general, like while she looks for a new place of work, she's taking the holidays to be with her family and just enjoy being present and enjoy her life. So yep. Just to be clear it's for everyone exciting. listening, we're taking yes. a sabbatical. <laughs> um, and she's it's super exciting. Yeah. yeah. And I also feel like this has also given me where, giving me the sense where I think that a lot of people, and I'm just going to use the word women for right now because I am a woman, mm-hmm. feeling guilty about taking, taking choice, making choices for themselves that well, how can I really do that? You know, do I have children that I have to take care of? No. Do I have a significant other and things like that? No, but there's many people in my same situation that are not in the financial situation because of how I prep myself that aren't given the opportunity to take the sabbatical and, you know, kind of figure out what their next move is going to be. It's just a very reactive, I got to do what I got to get a paycheck. So, Mm um, less than grateful. I don't ever want to take that for granted, but it was literally investing in myself, which led me to this direct yeah. point. So, yeah. yeah. And I know at one time you told me that in the past that you've given like money power around like your decisions. I don't know if you remember that, but I had I had the notes. I went back and looked and you told me that mm-hmm. in the past you gave money way too much power, but now you have the mindset that it's a tool to help you get the things that you need and you want. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. In terms of saying that it's never enough, in terms of when I spoke previously about, you know, giving it emotion, you know, I want to go on vacation. I need to make sure I have this much money to do all the things that I want to do on vacation. So we're putting a plan to save it and we're moving right along. It's never going to stop me from going on vacation. It's never going to stop me from buying the home decor things or the new wardrobe for work or whatever that might look like for you that wants to invest in yourself. So It's literally just a tool. I know there are people that, you know, whether they have credit cards, whether they have a lot of money in their pocket that makes them feel powerful. This is literally, it's, it's paper. It's paper. That's giving you a tool to do all the things. So with that, yep. It's, it's literally the, the emotion has been removed. Yeah. And that, and for everyone listening, that's something that I call money neutrality essentially is like getting to a place where money is neutral. So you can make those intentional decisions and use it as a tool to, improve, increase your lifestyle instead of 
dictate like the, the, the decisions that you make, right? Like you yes. get to decide what you want to do and how you want to use your money. Even if maybe it takes a few months to save up for a trip or, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. So one other topic I wanted to make sure I we covered is that when you first came to coaching, you, I think you phrased it, like you had like this revolving credit card, just like amount just kind of hanging around like and again reminder natalie is an amazing saver she had money saved she could have paid the credit card off like whenever she wanted but like can you do you remember like the mindset maybe that you were in before coaching that kind of kept this you know few thousand dollar balance just hanging around on your credit card yeah it was kind of like well you know i get a great paycheck and the money is going to be there so let's just let's just buy it and then it was you know, okay, well, I don't have to pay it off all of it right away because I'll just pay it off next month. And it was this little amount, this little amount that just kept on revolving. And I'm like, but why? Like, why is it here? And then when I started talking to you and we did do the budget and ladies and gentlemen, she rips back the covers. So we literally put into a, in a spreadsheet, like all of our subscriptions. And I mean, I'm not one to carry all of those, those little extra expenditures, but why, why am I putting it on a credit card? Like there are certain things I absolutely put on a credit card, but in terms of like saving and budgeting and it coming out of your checking account and not being put on credit every month, I was free. I didn't have to worry about a credit card. Yes. You know, we've had discussions where, you know, whether it's Christmas and maybe you want to spurge just a little bit extra, or maybe this, this month, just a lot of things came up and it went over the money was still there that you were able to dip into. But again, you didn't have to go for the credit card. I wasn't living on a credit card. I also say on the flip side, I have a lot of girlfriends and guy friends that will, they don't want any credit card debt. So they will, they'll charge it and then they'll pay it off. But basically they're using all their funds for the credit card. They now have no liquid cash. So they're now charging. It's just a revolving door. Mm -hmm. So it's like a never ending cycle. And I wanted to make sure that I was still building up my liquid cash flow while I was, you know, while that that one credit card was gone. So, I mean, literally it was almost gone. I almost want to say gone immediately, but Mm -hmm. your strategies helped me not even have to go back to that credit card at all. So I am completely 100% debt free. Yep. You're amazing. I love it. And I, I want to just put on here for everyone listening because Natalie used the words budget and spreadsheet. And sometimes the, when I talk to new clients, the word and not 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 you per se, you were like all about pulling the sheets back and looking at your numbers. But I just want to put it in here for the people listening. The way we budget and spreadsheet is do you have anything you want to say about it? Because I was gonna just pretty much say it's not like the traditional budget where we're like cancel your cable, cut this out. You can't spend money here. So if you want to give a little. Yeah. What I think it does. And yes, when, when Mariah originally said, like, we're going to put it in a spreadsheet, I did get the like, Oh shit moment. Like we're going to, we're going to start doing where I'm going to have like $50 a week to spend on myself. That was not the case. It was more or less well, like what, like what I said, pulling back the covers, because like, I mean, if you ask people, what are their expenses? Well, you know, $20 for Amazon and, you know, but all those little things add up and we don't add up that grand total in our head. So we're pretty much under, under budgeting or whatever the case is. But once I saw everything, I did say to myself, like, wow, I'm pretty good where I'm not going to hold the gym membership if I'm not going to the gym. Like, let's just 
if you're going to give anyone $10 or $10, like a gym is really $10. Anyway, if you're going to give yourself like 60 to 120 a month, put it back to yourself. Don't let just because you don't want to cancel it. So all of that activity really brought visibility and transparency. And you know what? It kept me accountable because I'm like, someone else sees my stuff. And like you said, it's not about seeing how much, but it's really giving yourself a, a view of what you're spending a month. So, yeah. 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 Which I always say, it's like getting in bed with your numbers, like getting intimate with your hundred percent. And I, and, yep. And I will put the little um, marker here that the, the amount that you gave me, I wouldn't even say gave me had budgeted through your calculations. It was a number that I could totally live by. Like, I want to say maybe out of the whole year, there was probably two months where I might've dipped a little extra, but for the most part, it was a very livable, I didn't even really feel it. I mean, obviously it depends on person to person, but yeah. Yeah. And something I always tell people too, is like, at the end of the day, when you make a plan, like I, when I think of a budget, I think of like, okay, I make this much, these are my bills. And you kind of like subtracting from the top. I like to plan it as like, let's make a plan. And I always approach it from how much do you think you're going to spend? And I don't know if you remember, cause this was probably so yes. long ago that we did this. Yes. So actually you came up with the number of how much spending money you needed and you just, you were just spot on. And that's not always the case. Sometimes we have to adjust it, but I'm never actually giving clients like a number of what to spend. They end up coming up with that number on their own. So yes. And you know what? I would even say that for any new clients um, that come on board with Mariah, if you do have that little feeling of like a, Oh shit moment before you get to that step, what I would say is, on a regular piece of paper, write down all the things. And I mean, ladies and gentlemen, hair, nails, like don't just, and, and add your, add the tip that you give to the person that you're dealing with. So you really have a realistic number. And if there are things where like, oh, I have these four subscriptions that I don't even use, cancel them. Why are you giving away your money? And that kind of gives you a cleanup even before you talk to Mariah about putting it on a list because it's even more of a realistic number. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're someone out there and you're like, yes, I would love to do that. But if you can't even get yourself to do that, we can of course do it together. But of course, if you are like, yes, like I was, I was always, I always see two types of like clients, the person who doesn't want to look at the numbers. And then you have the person who, which this is how I was, is I was okay writing down my numbers, but I would just write them down a million times. And then I would like freeze up and not know what to do or not follow it or like throw the paper out or like, I wrote it yep. down and I felt good for a second, but then I didn't really know what to do next. So I do think mm-hmm. getting the awareness, writing it down on paper is an amazing first step. If you can't get yourself to do that, that's okay. We can do it together. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to know, do you have any thoughts around, because we're talking a lot about making the plan and the numbers, but inside of coaching, really, we probably only look at the spreadsheet, spreadsheet, the money plan, like once a month for like 10 minutes. I was that's it. Literally, if things have changed, if they need to be altered, like if you have to go back to a conversation, but they, we went back to it minimally. I think it was really setting the foundation for everything else that we worked on. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I don't want to, I don't want to call it homework. I just call it homework because I'm that geek that needs the homework. If you are investing in yourself, you also have to make sure that you do the things to get to the goal. So oh, yeah. You know, you go to a nutritionist and to a gym to like eat better and lose weight. But if you're not following the direction, you're not going to get the results that you that you're. So if you are investing in yourself, like fully invest in yourself to get the reap all the rewards. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I mean, I could totally say I've been on both ends of that in many different areas of my life. Right. Like, especially when it comes to like eating and plant and nutritions and plans. And, you know, this year I, I, I personally invested in working with a nutritionist and, you know, in the beginning when she was telling me all the foods that my blood work told me I was sensitive or allergic to, I was like very resistant to those results. (laughs) I was just happy life. (laughs) Right. Like, so, but when you start following it, because you know, it's what's best for you. It's actually what you genuinely want to do. And then you get those skills and tool sets to actually follow the plan. That's when you start seeing really long lasting changes. Great. I love that. Anything else that you feel like, just like with your overall confidence, you know what we haven't talked about? I'm sorry. We have to, we have to mention this is the, your kind of mindset or identity around asking for even more money in a job. Can we talk about that for just a second? Listen, (laughs) it has completely catapulted, um, again, with that mindset of, I have this background, I have this experience. Um, I'm just going to sound very stereotypical and say that some women, myself included, sometimes don't ask for enough, or we think that, you know, the base is absolutely not. You should be compensated for the work that you provide, the quality of work, the experience. Um, And we just started talking and I started doing some just industry standards and I felt like I deserved more. So during these interviews, I literally set a number. I I know you can go in there with a range. I set a number. And of course that number was already padded because I know that they're going to play a little hardball with you. And I will say that three quarters of the interviews, like right out the gate, I just said, Hey, I don't want to waste anyone's time. This is the number that I'm looking for. No one blinked. Mm. And when I tell you no one blinked and it was because, do you know why, whether I was owning it or faking it until I made it, I said a number and they were like, when I said it with confidence and I, and they could see that that the confidence was there. They didn't even blink and blink an eyelid. So my thing to you is when you have a number or a range, and of course it's according to your experience, what you provide your industry, et cetera, own it because Mariah even put a number in and I'm like, I can't ask for that. And that was the number that I wound up using. So, um, yeah. I'm here to say, you know, there is definitely opportunity. There is definitely money to be made. So don't ever cut yourself short just because you don't have the confidence to ask for it. So good. So oh. good. love that. Do I, well, is this where I do, is this where I also do the plug about you also being like a relationship dating <laughs> coach? For- you can. I, so, and I think, I think you might've mentioned this before we started recording. I can't remember if you said it when we were recording or before, but that money trickles into all different areas of your life. So every, yes, every you can do a plug it. on that. Yes, go ahead. So like Mariah said, like I'm a very diligent person. So the money financial aspect of it, um, that muscle was kind of worked very quickly. And we kind of like had our smooth sailing. So then she asked us, she asked me like, what are we going to focus on next? You know, while, while we're talking and it's like, you know, I'm not just a financial coach. I'm all other areas. So I was like, well, I'm in a little bit of a pickle. So, and when I say pickle, I I find myself going for a specific type of man, or um, I come, I come to a, different scenarios where it winds up making me not happy. And it's almost like cookie cutter after cookie cutter. So 
we explored those things. And she asked me some really hard questions and they were not to be answered. It was you, it was strictly rhetorical. And after those calls, I was sitting there like, oh my, oh my God, I've been doing this wrong for like what, 18 years now? So wrong. So I will say, I mean, the ladies and gentlemen, and this goes to gentlemen too, like the light bulb went on and this is where she had actually said to me. And I said to a couple of my girlfriends here, it's called intentional dating. Like people can definitely um, make you happy. They can fulfill certain areas of your life. But if you're looking for certain things for me right now, it's marriage and children. Like that's my goal. I mean, If I was younger and I wanted to do other things that I could probably open it up, but like I, I am intentionally dating. That is the phrase I am intentionally dating. And when you're intentional about your wants and your needs upfront with the person that you're dating or the person that's courting you or whatever you want to call it, it kind of sets the groundwork. Mm -hmm. And if you feel that you can't even talk about those things, that's your first penalty red flag that that is not a person that you need to continue with. So all of these things that we spoke about, I mean, Mariah, when I tell you lifesaver, like you are, you are a free therapy coach. Well, not free therapy coach, but you know, what? <laughs> not free. You invested in yourself, but you know what? You showed up and you got your, you got your investment worth. And I want to say like, I hope you re-listen to this because what you just said was really interesting. And I, I, my like philosophy is how we do one thing is how we do everything. And when you were mm-hmm. even talking about going into interviews and saying, this is my number, these are, this is because I don't know even if you mentioned this, but like, this is your number. This is the type of, you want to do remote work. This is the type of job you want to do, right? You've been going to the interviews, very intentional and direct. And now you've carried that into your dating life, into very intentional and direct from the very beginning versus just kind of like seeing how things go and kind of just, you know, like you said, cookie cutter, like maybe what you've done in the past, you're taking the skills that you've started to implement with your money and you're implementing that in other areas of your life. So that that's like chef's kiss. I love that. Amazing. It's been that, that part has been like the ultimate life-changing piece for me, just because the questions that you have asked and I'm like sitting here looking at you on camera and I'm like, I don't even have an answer to that question for myself. Like it's, it wasn't about you asking questions and me answering them to you. It was literally thought provoking Mm -hmm. and all of those things. Like, why couldn't I say that to that person? Or why, why do I feel like I can't be vulnerable around a person? So like, I need to feel all the things. And I mean, obviously everyone is different for what they need in a relationship, but just because someone else can't give it to you, doesn't mean that you stay with that person. Because you want to be with that person and they can't get like, it has to be a mutual. And a lot of people on that are listening to this are probably going to say, Natalie, like, duh, that's normal. But for me, that was not the, I won't even say the blinders were on. I just said, well, I'm going to cope with it because I really like this person and I'm a cancer and I'm a giver. And that is not, that is not the case. Yeah. And just like I, cause this is like such a short snippet podcast. I know we really know the depths of this cause we've worked on it together, but for like everyone listening, it's like those, those, the thoughts that you've always, not you, but just in general, anyone listening, if you have thoughts about your money or yourself or your career or your relationship that you've always believed, right? Like I'm just a cancer. This is just how I am. Right. Versus yeah. being intentional and looking at, no, why, why am I managing my money that way? Why am I spending this way? Why am I not asking for a raise? Why am I not talking to my partner about money? Whatever it is for you, yes. just looking at that can really change everything. 
Absolutely. So I'm so glad you shared that. So yes, cool. I'm telling you, you are literally top three best investments I've ever made for myself. And that. it just so happened, like I feel it was kismet because all the changes that happened in this this past year have been literally paramount all because of of, of all the things that I learned through you. So yeah, thank you. So I love you. You're amazing. Love me too. <laughs> anything, okay. Anything else you want to add or say or just anything in general that you feel like you want to put on here before we wrap up? I would definitely say that if you're on the fence or if you're listening to this and there's a lot of things that are resonating with you, I think that you should absolutely, you know, search on Instagram. I think you should absolutely at least start the conversation with you and see where that takes you. Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that want to do all the things for themselves, but don't want to invest or see a price tag. And I do not let that stop you. Like do, do not let that even stop the conversation or say maybe in the next six months or maybe next, like just yeah. explore it because you never like people always say the door is knocking. You got to open it. So if, if you're hearing the things, this is your chance to open the door. I rang the doorbell. <laughs> you did. I love you. So good. That's so good. I'm okay. Well, I have one more question now. Sorry. I have lots of questions. Yeah. You said coaching was the top, one of the top three investments. I'm just curious. What were the other, like, what are the other investments that you've made in yourself that you feel like you really got your money's worth? I'm just curious. You left us on a cliffhanger. I, I want to say it wasn't even money driven. It okay. is now where the things that you have taught me and, and this, this year has been probably the most, pivotal, like life-changing for me. Like people can go through a whole bunch of different things. The amount of changes that happened to me in one year, um, both good and bad, just, uh, I think you've helped, you've helped it almost make it calm and steady where I have made decisions, huge decisions that I would never have made if I didn't meet you. Mm -hmm. Like that has changed the trajectory, the trajectory of my life completely. So I think, by meeting you, the other two things are just for once putting myself ahead of everybody else and not thinking about the money because the money was already taken care of. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely one of those things where, and then the, the third thing, which um, I tell to anyone that I come across, everyone pretty much thinks I'm saying this very loosely. A lot of people will say, you know, I'm very big on my career and people think that it's very linear or these are the steps that you have to follow to get where you need to follow. And you can take, you know, side steps, path that's not even been paved yet. And if the people that I have told how I've gotten to where I've gotten, it has been the most non, you know, non-straightforward way. But if you said to me, well, what other, what other changes would you have done? I would have done it the same exact way because right here, right now where I am, I wouldn't change anything. So from a career perspective, like, please, if someone raises the hand for you to try something or is out of your comfort zone, there is nothing more confident than being okay with change because change is the only constant that we're going to have in this life. So if you can become comfortable in it or try something that is totally out of your realm, that's my biggest piece of advice. Mm, yep. I love that. I'm all for that. So good. Well, thank you for being here today. And thank you for sharing all of your expertise and knowledge and just 
your amazing brain and thoughts with us. So lucky to have you. Of course. Of course. Well, everyone who's listening, thank you for tuning in and I will see you next Tuesday. Hey, on January 15th, I'm hosting a live five-day training for free where we're going to take your relationship with money from stressed to secure in just five days so that you can feel more confident and in control of your money, your life, and hitting your financial freedom goals. And if you can't attend all five days live, don't worry, a replay will be sent each day directly to your inbox. All you have to do is register. The link to register is in the show notes. And hey, share this training with a friend or a colleague. I'll see you there.